When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. It's time for the Happy Half Hour with your friends Kristen Balboni, Will Bryan, and Darren Gant. Welcome to the Happy Half Hour here with Darren Gant. I am Will Bryan. Have another fun episode for you guys. Let's jump in on the big news of the week, Darren. Ben McAdoo. Yeah, how about that? New offensive um, coordinator. Yeah, and I tell you what, it's it's a name. I know there's probably not a parade out in the street right now when the Ben McAdoo news was announced, but considering the spot the Carolina Panthers were in and just the challenge of finding offensive help in general – Probably not the worst hire they could have made. I mean, to be honest with you, McAdoo as a play caller has had success. Uh, he was he was a guy who worked in Green Bay with Mike McCarthy, helped Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers had positive things to say about him at the time. He goes to New York, works with Tom Coughlin, so you know there's Matt Rule connection uh, and a shared background, so to speak. And he put up pretty good numbers as a coordinator there. And if you look at the job Eli Manning did when McAdoo was calling plays in the first year he was a head coach, you'd think, well, okay, that's pretty good. Now, it didn't end well for Ben in New York, obviously, yeah. and it would probably be hard to get Eli Manning to testify on his behalf now because of the way things ended. But, you know, as a play caller – McAdoo's had some success, and and that's the problem the Panthers were in right now is there are a hundred guys they might have wanted to talk to, but mm-hmm. when nine teams in the NFL are looking for head coaches, good offensive coordinators are getting head coaching jobs. Yep. Uh, so you're back in the position of do I try to find some young whiz kid? Well, they just did that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you you were you talked about that a lot. Right. Is that you know you had kind of the Joe Brady model here. So now you go with someone with head coaching right. experience that's been around the league, yeah. you know, the kind of the different. Yeah, what's, I mean, what's I, the I've laughed in the past. The number one rule of NFL coaching search is if the last guy was fat, the next guy will be skinny. So what'd you have before? You had young whiz kid. What do you go for now? You find some old guy. I mean, and it wasn't Dan Henning kind of old. It wasn't that kind of veteran presence. But Ben McAdoo's been around. He's called the plays. He's done the thing. So I, I think for a team that is trying to find some stability and some kind of get your feet underneath you for a second as they try to rebuild that offense without knowing for sure. I mean, they don't have the luxury of knowing who their quarterback for the next five years is going to be. They don't have the luxury of 
uh, you know, a lot of names right now on that offensive line, but I think a lot of that's going to change over the next six months. And, yeah, we'll see what Ben McAdoo is able to do with all of it. Yeah, and I think there's a you know a lot of reaction one way or another to McAdoo, and, and but that, that I mean that's kind of the point though. Like, what what are you responding to already? The the big thing is right. Who are the players? You know, who are the offensive linemen that you need to you know what what's the quarterback situation? It's not so much oh what's his history with play calling. That's obviously important. But who he's calling the plays right. with is, you know, kind of yeah. still to be determined, and that's in the Scott Fitterer realm. Yeah, what people are responding to right now is the big suit and the slick back hair, and and the fact that at times in New York, Ben McAdoo gave people openings to poke fun at him. I mean, and he's talked about the suit in the past, and I think you know it's just when you don't make very many public appearances and your body changes over time, all of a sudden you, I mean, I know I've got a closet full of fat clothes. I, you know, that I try to wear out anymore and my wife just looks at me and says no no honey don't don't put that on don't wear that to work i mean if if for for those that may remember when dj moore first came to carolina after he was drafted out of maryland the suit that he was wearing was was not his best work not at all and i still remember steve smith she's like dj (laughs) dj man it, no, and then I think it was Devin Funches that was like that was here to yeah. welcome him, and Devin's like, "We got to work on some things, man. Yeah, we got to work on this." And you know, and now DJ is you know Mr. GQ sure. everything, you and, know. So yeah. and Ben's going to be living down that suit for the rest of his life. That's yeah. that's what we do now. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's he, he's not the guy. I think you know when people heard the word rock star out of Jay Glazer's mouth during a pregame a while back. I mean, it's not what you envision, but. You don't get a rock star as offensive coordinator unless you're hiring somebody of the Joe Brady ilk mm-hmm. or unless you've got a great quarterback in a really good situation. And and coming off five-win seasons when a lot of people aren't, you know, I mean, coaches have natural reservations, and Matt knows that when he walked into the search. I talked to him the other week, and he was, you know, cognizant of the fact that not everybody he might want to talk to would be willing to come here. And so that's one of the challenges of finding that job. You know, they know that, and and coaches look out for their own interest. I Mm -hmm. mean, as everybody else does in every industry. So trying to recruit someone to this situation where there is some degree of uncertainty is a little harder. So – I, I think all things considered, I don't know how Ben McAdoo's going to work out, as, as Will points out. I mean, wisely, it depends on what they do. Mm-hmm. You know, if you go out in the draft and you bring in Evan Neal or Charles Cross and all of a sudden you've got left tackle fixed for the next five years, things seem better. And, and the idea, okay, if you go out in free agency and you sign a Lakin Tomlinson or an Andrew Norwell to come in here and play right guard, and all of a sudden you've got – draft pick and Brady Christensen and a serviceable Pat Elfline at center and a and an established guard and Taylor Moten well then we're having a whole different conversation mm-hmm. then then things have changed I mean then you can put into play the stuff about okay how do you work around what Sam Darnold offers how do you yeah. maximize what he brings you know throughout his career whether it was in New York or here last year Sam's been dealing with that stuff of when he's well protected, he can fill in the blank. He never had an opportunity to do that in New York, and he barely had an opportunity to do it here. So, um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's going to be a fascinating offseason because a lot of stuff can change. Speaking of changes, changes. Yeah, man. Uh, we woke up this morning, and, and you wrote an article, and 
here we are with a whole new NFC South. Uh huh. My goodness. And what an NFC South it could be. <laughs> uh, man, Sean Payton walking away from New Orleans is a uh, game changer, literally, for this division. I mean, the one thing you could count on, I mean, they ha- it helps when you've got Drew Brees for 14 of your 15 seasons in New Orleans. You're going to be competitive mm-hmm. if you've got a Hall of Fame quarterback under center. But, man, look at what they did. 49 wins over the last four years prior to last year. You know, it was just Sean Payton and Drew Brees at the top of their game. And they didn't push through and win a Super Bowl like they did previously in their run. But that was one of the best teams in the NFL for four years in a row. Now, Drew Brees retires. All of a sudden, things change. But now Sean Payton walks away. And it's easy to look at the Saints and say, "Whoo, what are they going to do? Because they're sitting there, you know, they are used to being way over the cap and trying to restructure contracts and kick the can down the road and push money into the future and all that kind of stuff. But I think when you go into an offseason, knowing you're changing coach, knowing you're over the cap, knowing you don't have an answer at quarterback, because Jameis Winston, who they brought in last year to be the guy, gets hurt in the middle of the year, I are the Saints in that spot where they just go hard reset and say right. – all right, we got to clean up the books. We got to get out from under some of this mess and see what happens. Yeah, and obviously who the new coach will be, you know, how they make those decisions, sure. those are all to be determined. And right. then you look around and the potential challengers to the top, you had Tampa Bay that had kind of gone all in on we're going back to back, we're doing all these things. And now after this final drive in a Matt Gay field goal from the Rams, mm-hmm. it's like that just seems to fall apart all of a sudden. Yeah, they looked old in a hurry for most of that game. Now, they made the run and made it close late to set up those Rams heroics and to force them, but when that game was 27-3, to yeah. you're looking at the Bucks like, oh, God, these guys got old all at once, and that was without Tristan Wirfs. He was mm-hmm. inactive for the game. He was hurt, then they had another injury up front during the game, and it kind of affected a lot of what they were doing, but – Man, I, the the Bucks had built – part of the reason Tom Brady was able to succeed is they spent a lot of draft picks and money on linemen mm-hmm. and had a really good line. And with Wirfs out, you're patching, and they the Rams just kept sending dudes at Donovan Smith. I mean, different yeah. guys over and over and in waves, and they were getting a lot of pressure, and Tom was looking old. And it was like, whoa, that team is vulnerable. Yeah, You know, especially without – Antonio Brown, who left under dubious circumstances the other week. Chris Godwin's been out for a while with that ACL. You know, you've still in got Mike secondary. Evans. Yeah, in the secondary, on the back end of the yeah. defense. Yeah. I mean, they're beat up and they're old, and you wonder what it's going to be. And if Tom, God bless him for everything he's done. And, and, and I've been the idiot for a long time. I went through long stretches where I'd look at Tom Brady and say, all right, that's been, it's been a great run, but that's it. That's it. it. And then he keeps just making me the biggest moron in the world. He kept winning everywhere he went. So, um, I mean, if Tom Brady comes back, there's no reason to think the Bucs aren't going to be good next year. Yeah. But if Tom Brady doesn't come back, then it's all of a sudden, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Who, who? And, and, again, it's going to be a crazy offseason, not just in this division, but in the entire NFC because, you know, if Tom Brady retires, the Bucs are kind of up against it. Now, if they 
go trade for Aaron Rodgers, all of a sudden things are better there. Right. And then what happens in Green Bay? And then what happens in Green Bay or what's going on in Seattle with Russell Wilson, I mean, who seems to create his own drama mm-hmm. uh, for the last couple off seasons. And what what are they doing? Is he really satisfied being with Pete Carroll? What are the 49ers doing? Is Jimmy Garoppolo the guy or did they transition to Trey Lance, right. who they gave up a lot of stuff to draft last year? You know, what's Minnesota doing with Kirk Cousins? What is happening in Dallas around <laughs> Dak Prescott? Yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, honestly, do we can we be sure that Sean Payton ain't going to end up coaching Dallas Cowboys? No, right. we we cannot be sure because right. he's so close with Jerry Jones and um you know, I mean, if he goes to Dallas, that's a different situation. What the rest of the NFC East is like, your guess is as good as mine. Sure. What's Washington doing at quarterback next year? I have no idea. Is Daniel Jones ever going to be any good or okay from a physical standpoint? Not sure right now. You know. And what about Matt Ryan? What's Matt Ryan has the largest salary cap number of any player in the NFL for 2022. Yep. $48.7 million of the Falcons' $208 million salary cap is devoted to Matt Ryan right now. Um, so when a quarter of your cap is tied up in a 36-year-old guy, I mean, granted, a 36-year-old guy who's still pretty good at football, yeah, yep. it's a lot of stuff lot going of stuff. on here is what I'm trying to say. Thank goodness we're, we're not around the Joe Burrows and the Justin Herberts and the Patrick Mahomeses yeah. and the Josh Allens and – all that going on over there. Yeah, I mean, it, truly, when you look at the way the league's stacked right now, all those great young quarterbacks are on the other side. Yep. So at least, I mean, and again, that's kind of what I wrote this morning. I'm not going to try to lie to you and tell you the Carolina Panthers are in a great shape going into this offseason. they got a lot of stuff to do, but it's at least easier than it was a week ago, Yeah. especially if Tom Brady retires. Yep. Now, all of a sudden, you know, I'm not suggesting they're going to win a division or anything like that because they got a bunch of items on their own shopping list this offseason, but it's at least easier. Do you think, is there any chance Tom Brady could play for a team other than the Bucks next year? You know, it's possible. And, and some people have speculated about that. And, and really, that's a thing that one guy knows. And yeah. Tom is always. You know, he's a California kid, and he and he spent his entire career on the East Coast. Does he want to get back closer to home? And mm-hmm. is there is there an opening for him closer to home? I mean, the Rams aren't in the market for a quarterback. They yep. they kind of dig what they've got going on right now in Matt Stafford, and the Forty ers You know, there's an is there's an are they or aren't they with Jimmy Garoppolo right now? And you would assume that if it's not Garoppolo, then they're going to cast their lot with Trey Lance. But maybe, I don't know. I mean, there's what, what so if, many things that could happen. I love this league. What if the 49ers go on to win the Super Bowl in L.A., get rid of Garoppolo, bring in Brady sure. for next year? I mean. I'm here for the chaos. I mean, what right? Let's, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. it's uh, There's a never-ending supply of storylines in this league. I know that for sure. But. Yeah, it's, uh, there's all this stuff going on, but in, in going through that and writing it this morning, you just realize it comes through loud and clear how wide open the NFC in general is. Because, I mean, who's actually good in the NFC that you know is going to be good next year? The Rams. Yep. Maybe the Cardinals? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Man. But we haven't mentioned them as having drama, it's at been, least. They yeah. have a young quarterback. It's been a long time since they were really good. Remember when Cam Newton rolled in there and beat them that day? Uh-huh. And that dropped them to 8-2? and two? Yeah. 
and that may have triggered the avalanche. I mean, yep. it never really got it better. It didn't get back, yeah. Uh, after that hot start. And I think there are a lot of people, you know, to, to date, they are not on that list of teams looking for new coaches. But, you know, with the way things have ended in the last couple of years, you know, Cliff Kingsbury is going to be one of those guys who walks into next year on that hot seat list. Mm. And they've earned it. I mean, they kind of look like front runners a little bit. And, you know, it, it's interesting the way they design themselves. I mean, Kyler Murray is an exceptional talent. He's one of those guys who's fun to watch because he runs around, he does the thing. But, man, if they get into a December game where they need to line up and, yeah. you know, they're sort of susceptible to somebody punching them in the mouth yeah. a little bit. And that's um, that's a construction thing that I don't know that's easily fixed. So we'll see. So we've touched on it a little bit already, but to finish off, out of these four teams left, who do you who do you like this weekend? Oof. Rams, Niners, here's and a, then just pretty much Chiefs, right? Here's the th- <laughs> you know what I don't know. I don't you, know. Are the Bengals a team of destiny? I I kind of dig what the Bengals are putting down out there. I mean, Joe Burrow does not care. He he truly he's like it's interesting that. You know, he's following up Buffalo because Joe Burrow reminds me a little bit of young Jim Kelly. He's got his shoulders back, man. This thing ain't too big for Joe Burrow. He he dresses funny. He's got that swag about him. You know, he's probably more confident than anybody who quarterbacks the Cincinnati Bengals ever ought to be. But, man, it's working. And Jamar Chase is incredible. Uh, I was one of the people who thought they might have made a mistake during the draft when Panay Sewell's sitting there, and yeah. there's the left tackle you need to protect that quarterback. And my God, after Joe Burrow takes nine sacks against the Titans, you you start to wonder, oh God, they're going to break Joe Burrow. Um, but it's worked yeah. so far, and they're going to need to protect him. I mean, they'll be one of that te- one of those teams, you know, like the Carolina Panthers, who were looking for a lot of offensive line help this off season. But, uh, man, there's there's just something about having that kid at quarterback and having that opportunity that's just so exciting for an entire fan base that's been a long time since good news. I mean, 31 years since they had won a playoff game. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, they're in the AFC Championship game, and it's like, why not? Yeah. I mean, I don't think they're going to beat the Chiefs because, I mean, the Chiefs, my God, 13 seconds. But <laughs> it's – I, I didn't think they were getting this far. So it's a great story either way. I want to pull out all the old tapes uh, from that Super Bowl in 82 between the Niners and the Bengals sure. where they got caught in a snowstorm and showed up late to warm-ups because they couldn't get their buses to, yeah. uh, what was it, the not the Superdome. What do they call that old thing? The Lions Stadium? Oh, the Pontiac Silverdome. The Silverdome, that's Silver it. Silverdome. Yeah. Do you remember that Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. I mean, and and that's the thing. It, Bengals 49ers would be the ultimate chaos Super Bowl because the you know, there's um there's a line in old Charlie Daniels song. He says Elvin Bishop sitting on a bale of hay ain't good looking, but he sure can play. Um that's the 49ers. Oh, come on. Jimmy Garoppolo is beautiful. I mean, he's an extremely handsome he's beautiful. man. It, empirically speaking, that's what we'd all want to look like if we had the opportunity. But, man, they do everything wrong 
until they don't. <laughs> it's just a train wreck, and it's moving slowly, and you can see the other one coming toward it on the trestle. And right at the last minute, somehow or another, they switch tracks and avert disaster, and they win a game. I mean, who thought they had any business going into Green Bay and winning that game? Yeah. Not me. Yep. Um, and, and Garoppolo, frankly, at times looked kind of shabby doing it. I mean, it's like – but. It doesn't work, it doesn't work, it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Whoa, it worked! And you're constantly surprised, and that's why I think people have this negative reaction to Garoppolo, but he gets things done in a weird way, and he fits what they're doing. So I don't know that it would work everywhere. I don't know that he's a slam-dunk answer for a team that's looking for a quarterback. Hashtag self-awareness. But (laughs) at the same time it's kind of hard to argue with the results. And it uh-huh. shows what it looks like when you've got all the pieces around him. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is the least of the quarterbacks involved in the playoffs, and that's not necessarily a slur. But he's clearly the fourth of four mm-hmm. involved in this thing right now. But they ran a play the other night that I just, as an advocate of old guy football, I kind of got a little goosebumpy. When you see them put an extra offensive lineman on the field oh, yes. and send Trent, Trent Williams, you know Williams in motion across the path, it's like what are incredible. they doing? And mm. you know there were opportunities there. They didn't pop some of those plays the way they could, but it's like what are you what are you doing, Kyle Shanahan? Oh, I'm going to take the best offensive lineman in football and I'm going to turn him into a move tight end. Sure, why not? Of course you are. You know, yep. and, and that's the 49ers kind of got that vibe about them where they're not going to do things conventionally. And until it doesn't work, those guys kind of think it's going to work. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have you have running backs playing wide receiver and wide receivers yep. playing running backs and left tackles playing out in motion, out in motion, and pulling Trent Williams across. I mean, it's just fantastic. The other thing I thought about as it pertains to the local professional football team is when Debo Samuel's out there doing Debo Samuel stuff, he looks a lot like DJ Moore to me. Yeah. And and Rule talked last year at times about it when DJ was on that run early in the season and there was the play where he gets downfield and blocking Mm -hmm. and springing guys in Dallas. And Matt said then, he was like, if D.J. Moore was coming out 20 years ago, he'd been a tailback. Yeah. There's part of me that wonders, and I wonder if Ben McAdoo's gotten to this on his, you know, drawing board yet. If you start thinking about, do you do the Debo things with D.J. Moore? Yeah. I mean, mean, it's an option. Why wouldn't you consider it as as a possibility? Because – you know, you do have this talent who has the ability to run, and they've done some ins around, some reverses, put the ball in his hands with both him and Robbie. Man, I think DJ, with the toughness he has and the ability to break tackles and move around inside, he can go up the middle. It's a little yeah. it's something to think about. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying, you know, this isn't like the people who want to turn Christian McCaffrey into a slot receiver. I, I think it's something that you experiment with. You should. Yep. yep. Anyway. Great weekend of football upcoming. Next week, we're going to have some uh, – we're putting you on special assignment. Yes. We're sending you to the great state of Alabama. Not like Kristen's special assignment. Yeah, I not, hope. not like that one. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! Because that would be a whole different podcast if it turned into one of those deals. Oh, my gosh. We're sending you to the Senior Bowl, Darren. Yeah! Like it or not, you're going. Mobile! 
So we're going to have some, uh, By the way, some my special clo- reports. My close personal friend, Taylor Zarzer, who's from down there, told me it's mobile, not mobile. The emphasis, the emphasis is on the second syllable. Okay. Um, mobile. So mobile. Got it. I'll try to remember that. I'll be in mobile next week. Yeah. So we'll hear from Darren. We'll we'll get to know all of our prospects. Charles Cross, he's the name on the mock draft reports this yeah, week. Yeah, he's give the us big name. He's not there. He's not at the Senior Bowl next week, but all the quarterbacks are. Yep. And what moves the needle more than quarterback talk? Nothing, really. It's that, cool. that's, that's pretty much it's it. It's cool stuff. And, yeah. and I'm looking forward to it. And we'll have some stuff later in the week on Panthers.com. But really, when you look at it, of the seven top quarterbacks – in this year's draft, six of them are going to be in Mobile next yeah. week. So, cool stuff. I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Tune in next week. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.